Good afternoon and welcome to Abide Forever. My name is Dr. Ebony Robinson and I welcome you guys into this broadcast. I want to continue on teaching um, from the book of Revelations where we've been looking at the judgments of the Lord Most High unto his church. Okay. Um, today, specifically, we're going to be talking about abiding in life abiding in life and we want to just take a moment and revisit what is life right it's important that we um don't limit you know shrink our understanding of what life is okay um and we want to make sure that we understand life and what it is from the lord most high's perspective and not from our own Okay, or even from the perspective of the world. And so that is what I want to um, talk with you guys about today. And my call to action um, to all of us, hallelujah, is to wake up and drop your anchor. Hallelujah. Wake up and drop your anchor. So let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for this hour, this time to share the truth of who you are, Lord God, in this dark world, Father God, to speak and breathe life into your people, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord God. May the words of my mouth and the very meditation of my heart be found to be acceptable in your sight. Oh Lord, my strength and you are my redeemer. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're talking about abiding in life. All right. So first, um, we're going to be looking at the book of Revelations chapter three. All right. The book of Revelations chapter three. But before we get there, the first thing that I want to do is conceptualize or define life. Okay. What is life? All right. Now, scripture, scripture, when when scripture speaks of life, scripture shows us that life can be in reference to life as eternal life or it can be bios. Right. Life, the life of the flesh, the lifespan of the flesh. OK, so then the word bios, B-I-O-S. This is a term that is used to describe life as a period or duration of time okay life as a period or a duration of time and then also under the same construct bios life is also the manner in which one lives it is the manner in which one lives with regards to moral conduct right what's right and what is wrong all right then finally bios is also livelihood it is our livelihood it is the maintenance of life as well so this is how we define life um, as it pertains to life in the flesh okay life in um life in human form bios okay life and its duration through time all right so we can have bios right we all have bios everybody who can hear my voice right now you have bios you have life right 
but you can have bios life life in the flesh <laughs> and still be dead and that's what we're going to be looking at today the fact that you can have bios life that is to be conscious in the realm of time okay to be to be conscious in the realm of time yet still be dead because there is no life outside of Abba, all right, beside outside of the Lord Most High. So any person who lives outside of Abba or lives outside of relationship with God is considered dead. Even though you have bios, that is life consciousness in the realm of time, all right, because you are outside of fellowship with the Lord Most High, you are dead. Okay, and, and it's important that we understand that, all right? The Bible shows us as an example, Adam and Eve. Scripture says, in the day that you eat, you will surely what? Die. When the Lord Most High said, in the day that you eat, you will surely die. He wasn't talking about that they will surely die bios, okay? Because we know according to scripture that they continue to live on consciousness in the realm of time. They continue to live on in time however they did die a spiritual death in that they lost connection with the lord most high hear me people of god when you lose connection with the lord most high you are dead apart from god almighty there is no life okay and that that's the truth of the matter that's the truth of the matter. The fact that Adam and Eve uh, continue to live on in bios life, that is consciousness of time, it, it was kind of like, oh, okay, Lord, then what, what type of death did they die? They died a spiritual death, which is to have bios life apart from our Heavenly Father, apart from our Creator. Now, here's another example. The young rich ruler. The young rich ruler, he had everything that he needed. He was wealthy, right? He had what we will call the life. But scripture tells us that this young rich ruler came to Christ. And what did he say? What must I do to be saved? What must I do to have what? Zoe, to have eternal life, to have the very essence of life, to have life with Abba. Hallelujah. The Lord Most High tells him what? Sell everything that you have. Give it to the poor. Right? take up your cross and then he says come and follow me sell everything you got and come follow me you know because everything that he had all of his riches were a barrier to him being in right relationship with Christ right because our relationship required with Christ Jesus Christ requires two things what does it require our hope in him our confidence in him and our trust in him the Lord says you cannot have two masters you can't serve God and mammon. You either hate one and love the other, okay? And so because we know this, this is why he says this to the young rich ruler. Sell everything that you have. Move that out of the way. Learn how to trust me. This, this is a trust relationship, hallelujah, that I will establish with you. And so scripture tells us that the young rich ruler went away sad because he had many possessions and he was in a space 
within himself where he was ready to give that up. Hallelujah. And there are a lot of people, there are a lot of us, we're in a space where we're not prepared to give up certain things. And so we cling to death rather than clinging to life. Again, death is what? Life without Abba, without the Lord Most High. You have bios that is life consciousness in the realm of time but you are out of fellowship with the lord most high therefore you are dead okay and so then the word zoe zoe is used in the new testament as life in the absolute sense zoe is life in the absolute sense it is life as God is life, okay? It is life which the Father has in himself, even when he created Adam, breathed into him, and Adam became what? A living being. It was that life, the life of God that made him alive, that brought his consciousness to life. Hallelujah. So as he indwelled his body that the Lord most high created for him. Zoe is, um, is life in the absolute sense. It is also the life that God gives us through Jesus Christ as well. The word of the Lord tells us in John chapter five and verse 26, for as the father has life, that is Zoe, the absolute sense of life. He is life as God has life in himself. So he has granted the son also to have life in himself. That is Jesus Christ, our Lord. He has life in himself. And this is the life that he gives to us who believe, hallelujah, who rest our hope and our confidence on him. Not only that, but the Bible says to us in first John, chapter one in verse two the life what kind of life eternal life because god is eternal and he is the life it says that the life appeared hallelujah we have seen it and we testify to it and we proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the father and has appeared to us hallelujah christ appearing was the appearance of life okay and so we have to be careful about not limiting our understanding of life to bios that is what consciousness life consciousness in the realm of time right that is the life of the flesh but god says look and see the big picture and that is the reason why so many have not put their hope and their confidence in him it is because they're not seeing the big picture that life the absolute sense of life is life in fellowship and in relationship with your creator in relationship with the one who established heaven and earth who said let there be and it was it is to be in relationship with jesus christ who gave himself up to restore what zoe that is life to all of humanity okay now listen to me i really want to impress upon us today the difference again between life that is in its absolute sense zoe life the life that god hallelujah that god it is the essence of who he is he is life and what he is saying to us this morning is that apart from him there is no life 
So we're expanding our understanding of what it is to have life. Listen to me. The Bible tells us in the 11th chapter of John that one of Jesus' good friends died. His name was Lazarus, right? Lazarus died. And so Jesus says to his disciples, what does he say? He says, Lazarus has fallen asleep, right? Notice Jesus doesn't say to them, Lazarus is dead. He says, Lazarus has fallen asleep. And so the disciples' response to that was that they were like, well, Lord, you know, let him get some rest because if he's sleeping, obviously he needs that rest. And if you let him rest, instead of going to wake him up, then he'll feel better. See, they they were working with two different conceptualizations or definitions of life and death. Hallelujah. Listen to me. So, 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 So because Jesus understood that they weren't understanding what he was saying, so he went ahead and said to them, listen, Lazarus is dead. All right? The disciples couldn't process it when Jesus was saying that Lazarus was asleep. Because when Jesus was saying that Lazarus was asleep, really what he was saying is that what his 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 span of time had come to an end. His consciousness in the realm of time has ended. That's what it is to be asleep. Any loved one that you have that has left the body has simply lost consciousness in the realm of time, okay? But see, listen, the Lord Most High says Lazarus is sleep. He doesn't say Lazarus is dead. Hallelujah. Now listen to me. The reason why Jesus doesn't willfully refer to Lazarus as being dead is because he says death is what? Life apart from the Lord Most High. Now, we know according to the scriptures in the 11th chapter of John that what? Lazarus and Jesus were good friends. He 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 was on the side of life. He was in fellowship with life. He was in fellowship with Christ. So the Lord says Lazarus has fallen asleep understand to be dead is to have bios life apart from god almighty to be outside of fellowship with god is what it is to be dead but lazarus was not outside of fellowship with the lord most high and so jesus says to them he's fallen asleep that means that his consciousness hallelujah was it in the realm of time was no more Okay, so now I'm I'm almost done, (laughs) but listen to me. So the Bible speaks about a first death and a second death, right? And what I want to really demonstrate right now um, through the scriptures is how the Lord Most High sees death. And, 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 And again, this is why he doesn't say that Lazarus is dead willingly. He says Lazarus has fallen asleep. Okay. Now, um, the Bible teaches, shows us that there are two deaths, right? First death and the second death. Um, so the first death is when Adam and Eve forfeit life. All right. They forfeited not life, bios 
consciousness in the realm of time, they forfeited life eternal, life in its absolute sense, life, the life of God Almighty in them. That is what they that is what they forfeited through sin and rebellion against the Lord Most High. Okay. Now the second death is what? Scripture shows us that the second death is the lake of fire. All right. Now, I want to impress upon us that between the first death, that is Adam and Eve forfeiting their relationship with God Almighty, okay, and the second death, that is the lake of fire, between those two deaths, we have a choice that we all must make, okay? We all have a choice that we must make. The word of the Lord tells us, uh, shows us exactly what it is to to the out or the outcome of the first death, the outcome of the first death. The word of the Lord shows us in the book of Ephesians chapter four. I want to read at verse seventeen from the Complete Jewish Study Bible. The word of the Lord says, "Therefore I say this: Indeed, in union with the Lord." I insist on it. Do not live any longer as the pagans live with their sterile ways of thinking. What are sterile ways of thinking? That is simply fruitless ways of thinking. Okay. Um, Verse 18 says their intelligence, their intellect or their mind has been shrouded in darkness okay we're talking about life apart from god anybody trying to maintain a life apart from god not only do you have a sterile fruitless way of thinking hallelujah but the word of the lord shows us that your intellect your mind is shrouded with darkness or covered in darkness listen to me scripture says and they are estranged from the life of god to be estranged from the life of god is death this is why the lord said in the day that you eat you will surely die why because in that day you will be apart from me apart from life i am the life this is what god almighty says okay so then death is simply life apart from abba what does the mind of one who who lives life without god look like scripture says that their intelligence is shrouded in darkness and they are estranged from the life of god because of the ignorance in them simply not knowing what is ignorance it is a lack of knowledge you know it says the word of the lord says which in turn comes from resisting god's will they have lost all feeling so they have abandoned themselves to sensuality or pleasure practicing any kind of impurity and always greedy for more there is no end to their desire they won't 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 want 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 and there is no bottom to their want life apart from the lord most high is death the word of the lord shows us what the works of the dead are the bible says to us in revelations chapter 21 and verse 8 hallelujah the lord most high says but as for the cowardly the untrustworthy the vile the murderers 
the sexually immoral, those involved with the occult and with drugs, idol worshipers, and all liars. Their destiny is the lake burning with fire and sulfur, the second death. This is the second death. What is the second death? It is the lake burning with sulfur and fire, which was not created for man. It was created for Satan. It was created for those who followed Satan. But between the first death, the fall of humanity and the second death, we have got to wake up. And so today the Lord Most High is speaking to our spirit and saying what? It's time to wake up and drop your anchor. You've been drifting around in the world for too long. The, 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 the Bible tells us in Revelations chapter three, this is where we've been. We've been looking at the seven churches in Asia. And now we're looking at the church at Sardis. The, God is saying to them, wake up. This is what he's saying to us. Wake up. And when he says, wake up, he's not speaking to my flesh, right? Obviously, I'm talking right now. So I do have body consciousness. I do have soul consciousness. That is my mind and my heart. I'm aware. But do you have spirit consciousness? Are you aware and conscious of the Lord God Almighty? And are you aware of him and in fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord? That is what it is to have life. All who do not have fellowship with the Lord Most High will see the second death. Okay? So God Almighty is screaming to us. He's shouting to us, wake up. Sounding the alarm. Blowing the shofar. Wake up. Speaking to our spirits, wake up, wake up, stop trying to live life apart from the Lord Most High, stop trying to live life apart from your Lord and Savior, God says it won't work, it is death to all humanity, hallelujah, listen to me. In, in Revelations chapter 3, the Lord is speaking to the church at Sardis, okay? And he is, again, bringing his judgment, all right? Because judgment begins where? At the house of God. It begins with us. And what does the Lord say to the church at Sardis? He says, you have a reputation for being alive, but you are dead. You have a reputation. Okay. Everybody think that you're alive. They think that you are alive. But God says, I know your works and you are dead. Okay. Why are they dead? They are dead because their reputation is based on bios life. It is based on the life of the flesh. It's not based on the life of the spirit. It's not based on them being in proper relationship and fellowship with the Lord Most High. 
it's, it, it's based on how much money you make. It's based on, you know, what, what type of career you have, what kind of cars you driving, what neighborhood you live in, you know, it, it, life. What, what, what are you basing the measure of life on? God says he is the measure of life. And we can only base our measure of what it is to be alive on the depth of our relationship with him. And I said, I can't, can't base it on nothing else. The extent to which you are alive is the extent to which you have a deep and meaningful relationship with the Lord Most High. And that's the reason why a lot of people don't feel alive. You know, some of the most prosperous people feel like their lives just, I, I don't feel alive. My life doesn't have that that value it doesn't have that that something you're still searching for that something the lord most high says i am that something that you seek and so he's saying to the church at sardis your reputation of life is based on bios the life of the flesh he says but you you've moved outside of fellowship with me we don't, we, we, we not kicking it <laughs> the way we used to. We're not connecting it, connected the way we used to be. Listen, when, when we move away from God, it's, it's, he doesn't delay in acknowledging that. It's like immediate, you know? And I think that within ourselves, when we move away from God, we, we acknowledge, we know what that is too. We, we, we feel it. We feel that distance. The Lord Most High says, wake up. Let me read these scriptures to you. Revelations chapter three. And we're, we're, we're going to be bringing this broadcast to a close very quickly. The word of the Lord says, oh, let me go back to chapter three. Hallelujah. Verse one to the angel of the Messianic community in Sardis, right? Here is the message from the one who who has the sevenfold spirit of God and the seven stars. That's a whole nother teaching for another day on the sevenfold spirit of God. The Lord says, I know what you're doing. You have a reputation for being alive, but in fact, you are dead. Wake up and strengthen what remains before it dies too. For I have found what you are doing incomplete in the sight of my God. So remember what you have received and heard and obey it and turn from your sin. For if you don't wake up, watch this, he says, for if you don't wake up, I will come like a thief. You're not going to track me. You're not going to know when I'm coming. He says, I will come like a thief. And you don't know at what moment I will come upon you. Nevertheless, you do have a few people in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes and they walk with me clothed in white because they are worthy. He who wins the victory will like them be dressed in white clothing and I will not blot his name out of the book of life. Hear that people of God, people of God. He says, and I will not blot their name out of the book of life. Do we hear that? 
God says, listen, this relationship requires maintenance and sustainment. The Lord Most High says, you need to drop your anchor. Drop it. Because if you do not drop the anchor of your soul on Jesus Christ, you will drift. You will drift away. He says, hallelujah, I will blot, he says, and I will not blot his name out of the book of life. In fact, I will acknowledge him individually before my father and before his angels. Those who have ears, let them hear what the spirit is saying to the messianic communities or to the church. Listen to me, people of God. Hallelujah. The Lord told, told the church at Sardis and he says the same thing to us. You know, don't don't just have a reputation for being alive, but actually be be alive. And what is it to be alive? To be alive is to be in proper relationship with the Lord Most High. All right. When you if you're not in proper relationship with the Lord Most High, then you're either dead or dying. You're either dead or dying. And so the Lord says. Wake up and strengthen what remains. God says, I ain't let go of you yet. But the Lord says, strengthen what remains. That, that little bit of acknowledgement that you have for the Lord Most High, he says, strengthen it. That little bit of a relationship that you have with the Lord Most High, he says, strengthen it. That little bit that you've been given to God, the Lord Most High says, strengthen it. This relationship has got to be maintained. Jesus says, I completed my part of that work. He says, I was sinless and I shed my blood to atone for the sins of all humanity. God says, I love you with an everlasting and an un." failing love but what I'm telling you today that you must do right now is drop your anchor on me and strengthen what remains that little bit of affection that you have get it up get it up get it up strengthen it hallelujah hallelujah <coughs> listen to me the Lord says hallelujah how do, how do we strengthen it verse 3 in, in Revelations, verse 3 in Revelations chapter 3, the Lord says to the church at Sardis, same thing he's saying to us. He says, so remember what you have received and heard and obey it. That's how we, that's how we get at it. He says, go back. Remember what you heard. What did you hear in Sunday school when you were little? He says, go back to it. What did you hear when your mama was dragging you to church? He said, go back to it. What were you what were you hearing and receiving when you were listening to music that actually hallelujah gave glory to the Lord most high and strengthened you in your inner man God says go back to it and begin to strengthen your relationship with him because this darkness that shrouds the mind of those who um, are, are outside of relationship with the Lord most high is coming for you. Hallelujah. The Lord says, remember what you have received and heard. Obey it and turn from your sin. 
turn from your sins. God says, it's, if you don't hear nothing else, Lord says, now is the time to start turning away. Hallelujah. Start turning away from the world. Turning away from the things of the world. Turning away from any and everything that is not in alignment with his good and perfect will for us. It's a good and it is a perfect will. Listen to me. The commandments of the Lord are not a burden. I notice what people keep saying. And I know that that's what society is suggesting. And I know that, you know, I remember being uh, much younger than what I am now. And sometimes feeling burdened because what God was requiring me, requiring of me, um, was, was, was in opposition to the desire of my flesh. The Lord Most High says, don't make occasion for your flesh. The Lord says, hallelujah, choose, choose life. Hallelujah. Listen to me. Hebrews chapter two, verse one says it best. And I'm wrapping, I'm wrapping this lesson up. Hebrews chapter two, verse one, the Lord Most High says to us, we must pay careful attention therefore to what we have heard so that we do not drift away you see the problem with us nowadays is that we're drifting we're all we're we're we're, we're drifting my husband is he like going fishing and he bought this little kayak and he'd be out there on that water and when he first got it the murder the motor wasn't working well and so he'd be out there on that water and that motor would cut off on him and he would start drifting. And even though he was trying to get back to the land, he was struggling to get back because every time he had the motor on, he was moving toward it. But when that motor shut off, he started drifting away from it. It felt like he was moving forward a little bit to be pulled back a lot. God says that's not what he wants for us. He said, keep the motor on. Hallelujah. Whatever you got to do, keep the motor on. That means stay in relationship with Christ. Get back to worshiping. Get back to studying the word of God. The Lord says it ain't about a feeling. You know, scripture says that the heart above all things is most deceitful. Stop looking to your heart to inform you on what's good and what is right for you. The Lord says, exercise your spiritual discipline and do what you have to do to strengthen what remains. Hebrews 2 and 1 says, pay careful attention. Drop your anchor on Christ. Drop the anchor of your soul, your mind, your heart. Anchor it right there in Christ pay careful attention to what you have heard so that you do not drift away. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen to me. Last verse. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 19. God says to us, we have this hope. Hallelujah. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul is firm and secure. The Lord Most High says all, all you got to do is just drop your anchor. That's it. <laughs> See, you've been trying to be in relationship with God without dropping the anchor of your soul in Christ. You know, any any kayak, and we're going to refer to ourselves as little kayaks today, any kayak out there on the waters of life <laughs> without an anchor, 
is in trouble. Any kayak out there on the waters of life without an anchor that has been dropped on Jesus Christ our Lord, that is your mind and your heart, your soul's anchor are, are, are completely dropped in Christ. That means that, hallelujah, that the weight holding you and keeping you connected is the Lord most high. That means that Jesus becomes the, the, the object of my mind. He becomes the object of my heart. He becomes the focus of my life. Not my flesh, not what I want to do, not what I'm trying to do. I'm going to keep this motor on. Hallelujah. And when my motor is not on, my anchor is surely dropped. And it is anchored in Yeshua, my Messiah. Hallelujah. We have this hope as an anchor for our soul. The Lord says, if you drop your anchor, then you will not drift away from me. Because there's so much coming at us today. You know, there's so there's so much to get into. There's so much information being pushed, you know, here, there, and everywhere. The Lord says, don't be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Drop your anchor in Christ. That means commit to him. Be sold out to him. Make him the object of my mind and my heart. What does Jesus want? What does the Lord Most High require of me? What does the Lord Most High want me to be doing? What does the Lord Most High want me to be saying? The purpose of my life is to be in fellowship with Abba. Because if I am out of fellowship with Abba, guess what? I am dead. I'm dead. That's that's what it is to be dead. And if you if you if you're already dead, meaning outside of fellowship with the Lord Most High, you will see the second death. Hallelujah! Listen to me. God promises a reward to the church at Sardis. He says you'll be able to walk with me in white to him who overcomes. Not only not only does he say that you'll be able to walk with me robed in white, but he also says that, you know, to those who win the victory, your name will not be blotted out. I remind us that we have a choice to make every day of our lives. And I think it's just as simple as waking up every day saying, hallelujah, Lord, thank you for waking me up this morning. Father God, I dropped my anchor in you. Hallelujah. Lead and guide me by your spirit who abides in me. I yield to you today. I trust you. I'm not going to lean to my own understanding. I'm not going to lean to the desires of my heart. I'm just going to acknowledge you in all of my ways. Hallelujah. And allow you to direct my path, Father God. It's just as simple as that. It's just start, start the day right. Start the day right in Christ every day, all day. You know, and, and Jesus will do the rest. Listen to me. There, there are so many rewards with being, um, with, with dropping our anchor in Christ. The word of the Lord tells us, last, I, I know I said the other scripture was going to be the last scripture, but I do, I, I need to share one more with you. Second Corinthians chapter four. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter four. Last, last verse. I'm going the wrong way. Second Corinthians chapter four. We go back a little bit. Okay, here we go. Second Corinthians chapter four, 
but I'm gonna start reading at verse seven. Hallelujah, watch this. This is a value added to our lives for being in relationship with the Lord Most High. Okay. This is what this is what this is what we get for having the life. Zoe life, not just bios life, you know, consciousness in time, but we're talking about God life in us, God's life in us. Listen to me. Chapter 4, 2 Corinthians, verse 7. He says, but we have this treasure in clay jars. Hallelujah. That's that's the reward. You get the, you get the treasure within. <laughs> Listen, it's something about the treasure within. Hallelujah. He says, the word of the Lord says, he, he says, but we have this treasure in clay jars so that it will be evident that such overwhelming power comes from God and not from us. The Lord says, if you will just trust me and drop your anchor right here with me, the Lord says, hallelujah, that I'm going to give you my power. My power is going to abide in you even as my life abides in you by my spirit. He says at verse 8, we have all kinds of trouble, but we are not crushed. See, that's how you know somebody that's in right relationship with God. Hallelujah. They, they got all kind of trouble, but they're not crushed. They keep going. Hallelujah. When, when it seems like they should be down and out, they keep going. They keep doing the right thing. Hallelujah. They keep declaring that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. Why? Because they have the treasure within. Listen to me. The word of the Lord says, hallelujah. We got all kinds of trouble, but we're not crushed. We are perplexed, yet not in despair. Persecuted, yet not abandoned. Knocked down, yet not destroyed. Hallelujah. Verse 10 says, we always carry in our bodies the dying of Yeshua so that the life of Yeshua may be manifested in our bodies too. Hallelujah. Listen to me. For we who are alive, <coughs> we who are alive are always being handed over to death for Yeshua's sake so that Yeshua's life also might be manifested in our mortal bodies. Hallelujah. Thus death is at work in us, but life in you. Hallelujah. Listen to me. So we can have all of these troubles, but because we have the spirit of God in us, because we have the life of the Lord most high in us, we will not be held down. I don't care how many times we get knocked down. We get back up. Hallelujah. Because the power of God in us enables us to do so. This is a right now reward of being in right fellowship and relationship with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So the word of the Lord unto us today is to wake up. Don't just have a reputation for being alive, but be alive. 
actually be in relationship with God, actually talk to him, actually pray, you know, actually wait to hear from him, actually be still and know that he is God, actually tarry. Don't just have a a reputation of being alive. Don't just show up at, at church, but actually be the church, actually be the temple in which the Lord most high dwells. Hallelujah. The Lord says, wake up strengthen what remains and this anchor hallelujah <laughs> this hope in jesus christ our lord god says it's secure it's secure no other name under heaven given amongst men whereby we can be saved hallelujah but by the name of jesus and so we drop our anchor right there we set our affection and our attention on him and what do we do? We strengthen what remains. We stop starting our day without him. We start the day with him. We go throughout the day with Christ. Hallelujah. And we know that he is God. He is the one who governs. Hallelujah. He governs this temple. He leads. He directs. He guides. What did, what did he say to the church at Sardis? He said, remember what you have received and what you have heard. The word. God says, I want to speak to you. I want to talk to you. Be still and know that I am God. Wait for me. Tarry for me. You have my power in you. I'm able to accomplish it through you, in you, and for you. Hallelujah. But the Lord says, don't just have a reputation for being in relationship with me. God says, actually be in it. This is, this is how he has judged the church at Sardis and this is how he judges us today don't fake it he said actually be it this is my desire for you hallelujah so father God we thank you for your word hallelujah Lord we know that your word never fails us thank you father for clarity today today thank you Lord for understanding today thank you God for reminding us that you created us for fellowship and right relationship with you, Father God. And that apart from a relationship with you is only death, Father. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for this reminder today. Hallelujah, that we can rest all of our hope and our confidence in you, Father God. And so right now, Lord Jesus, we just cast every care, every care of our mind, every care of our heart, Father God. We just cast it on you right now, right now, right now, right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord. And we know that you care for us, Lord God. And I'm asking you, Lord Jesus, today that you will just perfect the things that concern us, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. To the one who needs greater clarity and an understanding, Lord Jesus, let it come forth in the name of Jesus, Lord. Hallelujah. To those who have been drifting, Lord Father God. Settle them, Lord Jesus, right now, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Reaffirm and reassure them, Lord God, that they can rest all of their hope and confidence on you because you don't fail. You don't fail. And every decision that you make for us and every judgment that you make about us is just and pure and righteous altogether, Father God. So we receive your judgment today. Thank you, Father, for the purification, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Most High, for the redirection, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord. We set our affections on you. 
henceforth and forevermore, Lord Jesus. We're asking you to keep us, lead us, and guide us by your Holy Spirit within us. May we all be renewed in our knowledge of who you are and your love for us, Father God. And may we be renewed in our relationship with you this day. In the mighty and matchless name of Jesus, I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. This is Abide Forever. My name is Dr. Ebony Robinson. Thank you guys for tuning in with me. Until next time, be blessed.